0: Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ricardo. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. How is life? It's going all right. Your parish has installed a new organ? Yeah, it was a big project at
1: one of my parishes. Christ King finished now completion of a, a new organ there and had a concert, which was really fantastic. Just a beautiful piece of art, but also central, of course, to um, to sacred worship. And that was just so, so nice excellent so a sense of Advent fulfillment there exactly yeah which is good it, hopefully that's the you know we're starting to feel like we're getting close to Christmas now and a little bit of that joy is this is now the fourth Sunday of Advent that we're uh, we're gonna talk about today
0: you also asked me about the Advent theme but we don't have an advent theme this year we went we went straight to the to the season without you told me once why would you have a theme if the season is the theme so it's right. We are paying attention to you. This
1: is the reason I was speechless today, because you told me that when we walked in. I said, what's your theme? And he said, no, we don't have one this year. That's a first.
0: Anyway, fourth Sunday in Advent, and we are reading from Luke's Gospel, as we will be doing this year, this liturgical year. We are reading uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 39 to 45.
1: Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah. And greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled.
0: So that's where the idea of fulfillment <laughs> came. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful gospel. It's Luke is the best gospel for Christmas, actually. We know that only Matthew and Luke have infancy narratives, like the one we we read, and this is the prehistory of Jesus which is very interesting this encounter between two pregnant women and i think i've mentioned this before but i was once at the seminary when father steve lampi preached on, on this gospel and in, in such a way that i've never forgotten and this could be more than 20 years ago that he preached if we would let pregnant women to solve all the problems we have in 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 the world today how different the outcome mm. would be and and i i always remember that homily right
1: what's neat about this this gospel is it's so there's a simplicity there the this encounter that's going on but there's so many things happening. There's there's so much that you can talk about. And I I don't know about you, but I struggle with this homily every year because there's a number of directions to take. Mm-hmm. So you've got of course, you know, the issue of perhaps hospitality, you know, how we treat other people and Mary and Elizabeth meeting up here for an extended period of time. This isn't going next door. This is traveling a long distance and perhaps staying for months here at a time. Mm-hmm. You started with fulfillment. Yeah. You know, the importance of, of fulfillment.
0: By the way they calculate the trip would be between two and three days, so, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Both you and I have been to the Holy Land at yeah. various points, and you get to appreciate some of these distances. And
0: it's a beautiful place. The, the Church of the Visitation near Jerusalem, uh, very greenish, I remember. Maybe the, the, the season of the year I was there, all the places are very emotional, but I remember... There is a piece of art of this encounter b- very much in in line with what I like a little bit abstract not realistic but more more into sim- symbolism and I love the place yeah yeah
1: but then also just the reality of that excitement of John the Baptist in the womb. <laughs> you know, the fact that Jesus and John the Baptist here, this is their meeting, their first meeting probably. And they're here in the womb, which is mm-hmm. just really interesting. There's You know, a few of the, the thoughts that go through my head as I encounter this and a lot to think about and maybe even more.
0: You could preach about joy also. It's obvious that this leaping is because of joy and, and how is a joyful situation. I've preached before also that before this gospel, Mary has been told that she's going to be the mother of, of Jesus, the mother of God, and immediately that yes of Mary translates into service. She has to to go in haste, it says, quickly to serve someone, uh, Elizabeth, uh, her relative, her cousin. So I, I, I think that's a possibility of preaching also. Right. Exactly. What else? What about it's the fourth Sunday in Advent, we are reaching Christmas it's it's one of these seasons where we've started very slowly and and maybe we we get to this to this highlight now no things seem to be ready are we as ready as the scriptures show that that Mary and Elizabeth and, and and the whole of humanity was ready for that for that coming of Christ,
1: you're right about that. Just the time of the liturgical year, and and maybe reminders to what Advent has been about. And as we're getting close to this, are we are we ready for Christmas? And, and maybe even thinking about to. I don't think I've done this in a homily, but you know, are we going to be inviting someone to Christmas Mass? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and and then when people come, how do we treat them? Uh, in particular, sometimes when it's crowded, at particular times, uh, things to think about. Again, not in the homily, but it's something that's certainly on our mind as pastor right now. And how have we helped prepare people? Mm-hmm.
0: You made me remember a, a, a neighboring parish that that had last year a picture of the their parish, and the perfect Christmas begins here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, okay, <laughs> It's bold. <laughs> it's interesting. You were. I was asking you about Christmas decorations before we started. Mm-hmm. We we do it in such a way that it kind of builds through the weeks in Advent, and and this Sunday afternoon we'll be finishing it. It was. Funny because the the Christmas tree that we always have, it has been becoming a little smaller every year (laughs) (laughs) because of maybe the age of all involved, including me, like (laughs) less bothered about. But I remember the first time I, I was there nine years ago, it was a huge Christmas tree and without decoration the second week and then the third week. I'm very lucky at both of my parishes, that decorations are stunning, and I
1: make this argument to people at my parish to try and leave them up to February 2nd because they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. The Christmas season's so short and I've generally lost that battle mm-hmm. because there's <laughs> a lot of volunteers are required and it's planned.
0: And, but, and they, they think we pastors don't lose any battles. I, I <laughs> we <laughs> lose I, battles every time. All the time, all the time. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, good. Yeah, I think this is good for Sunday of Advent. We'll look forward to, to Christmas, and uh, but we'll get together um, next week. Would that be good? That would be great. All right. Take care.